Have you ever cleaned out a garage or a storage shed and had that great sense of completion when one gigantic task is done? It is so satisfying when you close the door and you know it's done for now. Ah, what a relief. This summer, my husband and I have been cleaning out not our own garage, but my parents' garage. My parents have lived in this house since, well, okay, 50 years. Over the years, they have accumulated objects that have, well, some sentimental value, some tools that have lost their value, and a whole lot of dead leaves and spider webs in the corners. Bit by bit, we've tackled this task, and this week we addressed the back wall the place where half-full bottles of bug spray and undrinkable soda pop go to die, the wall of unloved tools and broken ladders, and that shelf that we're all afraid to look behind. Okay, maybe I am getting a little over-descriptive here, but you know what I'm talking about, that final hurdle of the big task that justifies sitting down with your feet up and something comfortable in your hands to drink. My husband and I brought home a car trunk full of recyclables, a backseat full of donations, and a significant number of things that just don't have any value to anyone anymore. What was left behind? My childhood sled and a spool of string. What's this got to do with Toastmasters? When you're done, are you done? What do you do with what you've got when you're done with the Toastmasters path? Today on the podcast, we'll talk about the last project and why it should be the last. Do you need to be able to speak to a crowd, persuade them, motivate them? Then you need Toastmasters. In one hour a week, we can teach you public speaking and leadership skills, and you'll have fun while you do it. This is Toastmasters 101. I'm your host, Kim Cradgy. Want to feel nostalgic? Pick up your childhood sled and remember how big it was when you and brother could both sit on it as you head down the hill. Yes, a flexible flyer, for those of you old enough to remember, is still in my father's garage. It's not entirely abandoned. I know that my kids used it on the same hills that I rode down. But these days, we just don't have any kids in the family who are going to use it and maybe I should just... When we finish up the big project of Level 5 in any path, we may get that sentimental feeling, looking back at the fun and the work, the sled ride down the hill, and the trudge back up to do it all again. Or maybe all you can think about is the time that you fell off and ended up at the bottom of the hill before the sled got there. We reflect on our paths, the ups, the downs, the slides down, and the trips up the hills. The Reflect on Your Path project stops us for one minute one final project to evaluate ourselves and Toastmasters. An evaluation of your experience that helps you re-examine the frustrations and revel in the successes. You remember the fun and maybe accept that some of the drudgery of the projects had some value. You have the opportunity to realize what you've learned and how you're applying it to your life, professional or personal. One of the things that I kept in my father's garage is a bit of string. I am strangely sentimental about that piece of string. 
I don't remember a time that we didn't have this ball of string. My father used it to make a handle for us to pull a sled up the hill. He uses it to tie up tomatoes, plants to tomato steaks. And he used to hold the car trunk closed before there were bungee cords. It's always been there in my life. There's not much left. A few meters, maybe. I remember when that spool was too heavy for me to pick up. So why didn't I toss it yesterday? Because that string runs through my life. The Reflect on Your Path project is the very last one you do in a path. You can't even open it until you finish all of the levels. It's actually a very simple project. Look back at your path. Look back at your Toastmasters history. Talk about it for 10 to 12 minutes and you're done. It should be easy. This is a great time for you to pull together all those skills you've been working on, all the presentation skills, all of the speech organization tips that you've learned from our training and you've learned from watching others. This speech is the string of your Toastmasters experience, and we are asked to share it with others. In that way, you could consider it to be an inspirational speech, sharing your experience to help others get a vision for the potential that Toastmasters has to offer them. And that inspiration applies to ourselves as well. What do we want to do next? Is it time to set a new goal for our lives? What new opportunities have opened up because of what we've learned from Toastmasters? This kind of reflection doesn't just inspire others. You can inspire yourself. What's next? What do you want to pick next? Picking a second pathway seems pretty easy. After all, you've done it before, right? It should be easier. When Pathways was first released, there was an assessment. Everyone was required to take it, regardless of what research the Toastmaster had already completed and the decision they had already made. Toastmasters did make that change. We can now skip the assessment and go directly to the selection page on the website. That's what I just did. As I'm recording this in October 2020, the announcement had just been made by Toastmasters International that if you paid your dues that were due on October 1st, 2020, or if you pay them before December 31st, 2020, you get a free path. This offer is only good for Toastmasters who were members before October 1st, 2020. New members will only get one path when they join. Trying to retain members in a pandemic is smart. When so many of us spend the day online in meetings, thinking about another online meeting, even if it's for Toastmasters, can just be one too many. Our mental bandwidth may not be as wide as our internet bandwidth. I see this in my club. Our attendance is down right now. We struggled to get people online for even just an hour. What should we do? Like the Reflect Your Path project, I think we need to reflect on our club. What value are we giving our members? Can we say we're helping them to learn how to handle themselves in an online environment in their professional career meetings? It's been six months. We've got this figured out, I think. We may need to come up with better reasons to come to our online meetings. Here in Ohio, I think we're going to see most clubs continue to meet on for the remainder of the year and probably well into next year. How do we market an online club? How do we bring people to the table? Or rather, 
the screen. How do we bring them to the screen? Last week, one of our members, Joy, was giving a speech about an unexpected social event that she attended. Joy had worked on the speech extensively and had apparently mentioned this to a friend of hers. What was the most obvious thing that Joy could do? She invited her friend to the meeting to watch Joy make us all squirm with a masterful telling of a story of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. This was one of those speeches that I think we needed to unmute our microphones so she could hear our reactions because I was howling in laughter. Joy's friend came. She might even come back because it was a great meeting and I think she enjoyed herself. Now, more than ever, we need the personal contact that we in the Northern Hemisphere, as we move into winter, we need it desperately. With the pandemic, there's so much more fear in being in proximity to each other, but we need the contact so much more right now. So this is my challenge to you this week. Sign up for a speech in your club for the next open slot. Go to the level three speech presentation skills electives and pick one of them that is the basic skills, such as connect with storytelling, using descriptive language, understanding vocal variety, or maybe even effective body language. You have a story in your life, I know you have one, that is so embarrassing, or so silly, or I can't believe this is happening, and prepare a speech telling that story. Go for the humor, go for the silly, Maybe even go for the gross. Go for that out-of-the-world story and tell it to your club. Don't give yourself time to talk yourself out of it and give a straight speech. Nope, this is the time to step out and get crazy. And then, this is key, invite someone you know, who you might never have thought of inviting to a meeting, to come and watch you give this speech. I am going to get crazy with this speech very soon, and I will invite someone to join me for this speech. You do the same thing. Find a story to tell and invite someone to come and listen to you present it at a meeting. At the very least, a guest will make sure that the troublemakers in the club, and you know who I'm talking about, the ones who sit next to each other and get silly, the troublemakers will behave themselves. A new face does perk up the club, especially if they participate in table topics. Bring that friend for that speech. I don't believe it's about marketing right now. Is anyone looking for another hour online? I don't think so. But we're all looking for connections, and that's what you can give someone. Connections. Communication is about connection, and that's what Toastmasters is about. It's not silly that I'm still connected to a ball of string and a sled. But really... I'm more connected to the people I associate with those things. That's why it's not time for me to give up that sled or that string. It's not time for us to give up our connections in and out of Toastmasters. Toastmasters 101 is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. Our music today is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. For those of you who celebrate it, this week is Halloween. Why not help someone overcome their fear of public speaking this week and invite them to your next meeting? We'll talk to you again soon on Toastmasters 101.